welcome to the podcast In Progress by TravelFit. I'm your host, Chris Walker, the founder of TravelFit. I'll be taking you on a journey where I interview small business entrepreneurs to worldwide celebrities, where we hear each person's stories and how they overcame their own challenges to achieve their professional and personal goals in life. We dive into how to create a successful life through health, fitness, and developing a stronger mindset, and how travel can impact our life for the better. If you feel stuck in life, then this podcast is for you. Thanks so much for listening in to today's episode. Today's interview is with Alicia from Chasing Clean Coasts, a brand created to influence a positive change by empowering others to leave each destination they go to cleaner than what they came to. Alicia touches on her upbringing being homeschooled while traveling around the world, why she is so passionate about environmental conservation, and why we need to do our part along the ways when traveling, and how you can make a huge impact. We talk about how you can look after your mind and body, understanding the breakdown of rubbish left on the coastal beaches, and how eco-friendly coffee cups still last for 100 years. Thanks so much for listening in, and enjoy. Alrighty, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. For everyone listening in, who are you and what is it that you do? G'day, g'day, Chris. My name's Alicia and I'm from Chasing Clean Coast. So my mission is to take people on adventures with purpose. So I do tours over in Indonesia, Thailand and the Philippines. And it's all about giving back to the local community and also looking after the environment whilst having a whole bunch of fun. Epic. So to start your journey on like the, the earlier days, where were you born? What was your first job? And where have you kind of, where did you start this? Like, what was the reason behind starting this? Yeah, cool. So I was born and bred in Brisbane, Australia, and have always had a passion for the outdoors. So my parents actually took us around Australia in a caravan, first when I was five for one year. And then uh, when I was eight, we did it for 10 months. So I learnt multiplication on the beach with coconuts and, you know, it was homework was to go out and find some shells or, you know, do this bushwalk and we have to see five animals and this sort of thing. So I think I, I grew up with this love for the outdoors and the environment. And then we started to travel overseas. So we spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia, again, on family holidays. And as I got older, I just felt that travel itch constantly biting and, did some backpacking stuff and I was actually on a trip in Vietnam and I'm on the back of a motorbike cruising through the hills and I thought, man, I just love travel. Like I'm just absolutely obsessed with travel and and how I feel and the people that you meet and all this, all this good stuff that comes with travel and adventure. And I thought to myself, how can I tie my love for travel and the environment together to create something? Uh, and that's when I decided to jump on the uni bandwagon and I did a, a Bachelor of Science and majored in marine and ecotourism. And I remember going to 
a place in Borneo and we were actually going over to an island called Turtle Island and there was about 100 metres of stilt village that you had to walk through to get out on the boat. And this whole village was just basically floating. It was covered in rubbish. There was rubbish all in the water, all along the beach, all up in the mangroves. And we're going over to Turtle Island, like a conservation spot where turtles are coming up to lay their eggs and the babies are hatching. And I was just like, holy crap, man. This, this can't be real. What can we do? And that was kind of the, the little spark that lit the chasing clean coast fire in my belly. And it took a few years. I did some diving and then I worked as a tour guide for a couple of years. And then I thought, let's do it. Let's start chasing clean coasts. Epic. What do you think it is that like, kind of like makes you want to like pursue this? Like, do you, was there, um, particular people in your life that helped influence this besides your parents? Yeah. So one of the things that really keeps me going is I love watching that mindset or the reactions of people over in a new country, experiencing a new culture, and of course, getting out on the beach and doing something for the environment. So when you see someone doing a beach clean and they've just picked up 50 toothbrushes and they're all plastic toothbrushes. And you think, wow, I use a toothbrush two times a day, hopefully two times a day, at least. Um, where does that toothbrush end up? And here it is on the beach in Bali or on a small island in Thailand, or even right here in Australia, it's, you know, it's everyone's ocean. So for me, when I have that conversation or I see that person, it's like the, the penny has dropped here and they'll come over and say, wow, I never want to use a plastic toothbrush again. And that for me is just like, okay, my job here is done with you, Chris. So thank you. And let's keep learning and learning more about the environment and what we can do. And obviously that then changes their mindset to go home and hopefully tell their friends and family that this is where our rubbish is ending up. And here I was on the beach going on this lovely holiday, but also picking up stuff that could very well have been my toothbrush. So for me, that's definitely something that keeps me going. And for people that inspire me, to be honest, I don't have like any major standout. Um, it is funny because this weekend I actually met Ranger Stacy. I don't know if you remember her. No, I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so Ranger Stacy used to be on this show called Totally Wild and it started in like 1992. Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah. And so... For some reason, that's always stuck in my head. It's like, yes, Ranger Stacey, I want to be a ranger. And my partner said that she was always an inspiration for her. And I thought, I wonder if that was just like in my subconscious brain without me even realizing it. Um, but yeah, just other people that really dedicate their lives to their passion. And people like yourself that just are constantly doing all that they physically can to make that dream a reality and get other people on board and keep you know, impacting the lives of others and our environment around us. What do you think it's been the the, the biggest challenge you, for you along this journey? Oh, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, like on the tours themselves, I absolutely love it. It's a, a full energy exchange, which at the end of the day, I just am absolutely knackered, but it fires me up every day to go and meet these people again and go and do something else. But I think it's, yeah, behind the scenes and just finding that 
balance of running a business and trying to keep up to date with family and friends events. And I have a partner. So it's all about just, you know, making sure that my life is balanced so that I'm not spending too much time on, on one thing or the other. Um, and then, yeah, just rolling with this forever changing thing of marketing and Facebook ads. And how do you get people on a tour if you're not online? And mm. yeah, that's probably been the biggest challenge for me. And what about the, the probably like the hardest thing that you've seen that kind of like shifted your perspective when you saw it in regards to like, maybe it was like um, pollution or litter or a realization of like, maybe with everything that's happening, we're going 20 years behind versus ahead. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the, the story that I shared before for how I started this whole chasing clean coast thing that has always stuck in my head. Um, I'm sure the listeners and I'm sure yourself, you've seen that video of the turtle that had the straw up its nose. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, yeah. That, that was just like another piece of content that really hit home. And then, you know, it's just, I've spent a lot of time under the water and working with animals. So it really does break my heart when you're walking along a beach and you just see it absolutely littered. Like I'm talking beaches that are tourist destinations and there are people just walking over the rubbish as if it wasn't even there. And for me, that kind of breaks my heart a lot because I'm like, man, you know, if we were all down here just picking up three pieces of rubbish, then we could probably make a pretty good impact on this beach here. If there's hundreds of people, all this rubbish could be cleared. Um, and then as well, taking a step back before it ends up in the environment, and that is our consumption. So especially this time of year, I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but obviously it's five days until Christmas. So it's just absolutely mayhem out there at the shops. And I followed the the little old ladies around putting their bananas in the plastic bag and the potatoes in the plastic bag. And I'm like, why? Why do we need a plastic bag for the, those bananas? But, you know, I'm not going to go and shake a little old lady and be like, put your plastic bag back. Um, so for me, it's always, a, I guess it's a challenge to try and also understand the perspectives of everyone. Like we're all only just doing our best with the information that we have, right? So what my education is or my passion is, is completely different to the person next to me. And they might be trying to save, I don't know, the butterflies or something. Maybe it's something related with the environment that I know nothing about. And they might be looking at me going, gee, she has no idea about those poor butterflies that she's hurting. I hope I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's just trying to trying to deal with everyone's different perspective is is a, a challenge and probably a hard thing as well what do you think it is the biggest um thing out there like a study or or a fact or something that you've seen that you're like wow like this is crazy um that's kind of like impacted you in that way like that you learn along this journey so far uh, one thing, if I relate it back to the toothbrushes is our toothbrushes last 500 years before they even start to break up. So they don't break down, they break up into thousands and millions of tiny little pieces of plastic. Um, my experience has been with turtles. So we do tours on the beach up in Bundaberg. And one of the things that when I first learned years ago was that the baby turtles are feeding from the surface of the ocean. So when we have all these millions of pieces of microplastics that, you know, are smaller than your pinky, you can hardly see them unless you squat down on the sand and you're really looking closely. 
But that's what all these little ocean critters that are surface feeders are feeding off. And even your big guys like the whales and the, the manta rays, they're just going through and they're filter feeding whatever comes in their mouth. So that's all that plastic intake going into them. And then what? They can't break it down. They're like you and I. So I think that's probably one fact and one piece of information that has really made me change my perspective and and also keep me going on this mission of trying to ditch plastic as much as possible and influence others to to do the same and it's pretty crazy like i remember i've done a few beach cleanups and it's always wild you take like the little strainers with you and you see all this microplastic and then you just like walk along the beach and like by the time you've done like two hours of cleaning or whatever you see like you've got maybe 10 bags full of things and it's not even big things anymore it's like those micros but you know the micros are so much more important because it is like those things that the animals um eat and like i just think it's absolutely crazy because like you you start to have this realization it's like just because something's big doesn't mean that like you know it's big so like they'll avoid it it's breaking down over time and you know even like with coffee cups um i think it's wild even the eco-friendly ones i found out the other day they still last for 100 years yeah which is crazy because like you know we're 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 conditioned to believe that oh it's it's good for the environment it's not Mm -hmm. good for the environment it's just going to be broken down in 400 years less (laughs) yes exactly it's a better alternative to plastic Mm. but at the end of the day it's still got to go somewhere and yeah that's a massive thing especially again this time of year and People are buying something that's in a, um, I mean, I, I have done it too until you actually read the back of the label. They're buying something that's in a, a cardboard box and, you know, it's got the nice natural colours and it might have the recycle symbol on it. But then you look closer and it's like either it can only be recycled in this place or that place or, you know, if it's a compostable thing but you have to add ABC chemicals to it to actually compost it down But we're seeing that on the shelf and going, yes, 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 I'll do the right thing. So it's really important to double check those labels because, yeah, you're right. You you think that you're doing the right thing. And we are like if we can still buy an eco-friendly, something that is more eco-friendly than just the plastic option, then 100 percent that is a step in the right direction. But it's very interesting. And I do encourage everyone just to have a little look at just one thing next time you're at the grocery shop to see what's on the back of that label what's it made from where's it come from and how you can dispose of it and is there an alternative to that Mm. so like for people listening in if you had to give them like three tips to like start being more mindful of like how they're looking after the environment how they're getting rid of things um what would they be Oh, good question. Um, I would say reduce as much plastic as you can. Now, going plastic free is is almost impossible. Like we we're surrounded by plastic, so don't go to your cupboard in your bathroom and throw out everything that has plastic in it. Because no, like you you can replace a lot of those products, but just start with one thing. So. The toothbrushes, for example, I'll just keep going back to the toothbrushes. You can buy so many different options now on the shelf and it might cost you an extra dollar or two, but in the long run, that is going to be better for our planets, uh, for our planet. If you've got kids, that's going to be better for them in the long run because, you know, you want them to be able to go and see turtles on the beach or go scuba diving on the Great Barrier Reef and actually see what we've been able to see. And that's, you know, a reef that's alive and, and full of fish. So really cutting back on on your plastic. Um, 
buying local as well that does actually make a massive difference because most of the time like if you're buying local you're probably buying from the person that has made that product um so you could ask them where it's come from and and how it's been made uh that's if you know i'm thinking consumerism as well for everyone to to do something um and finally i'll i'll say educate yourself so have just follow like one conservation account on social media or just jump on youtube and google conservation and see what comes up because the more we learn the more we know and then the more we can do and that can be anything from what we're buying to how we're getting rid of it recycling is another whole topic that that would have to be another <laughs> few yeah. hours of conversation <laughs> and it's certainly something that i myself am, am still learning like we're all still learning what what we can and can't do with our rubbish um and educating ourselves on the fact that when we put it in our bin, that's that's our problem done, right? But where is that rubbish ending up? And I, I always find people say, oh, why do you go to Southeast Asia? It's so dirty over there and it's the beaches are, are covered in rubbish. But when you do things like a brand audit, which is when you look and you just go and pick up, say, one kilo of rubbish and then you sort out absolutely everything, You'd be surprised at just how much is coming from our our Western world countries, and and it's all ending up in the ocean. Uh, so that always hits home for a lot of people. So cut back on your plastics, see where it's from, and and educate yourself. Mm. Now this is all like a perspective shifter for like you know some people out there who might be like, oh, I didn't realize there was a problem with this. Um, you know, having that perspective, some people see it, some people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you've like grown up this way, you've had those, those lessons. I wanted to dive into like, what for you has been the biggest challenge mentally to overcome? And what did you learn through those challenges made when you were younger to now? For the aspect of conservation, I guess it's probably similar to what I, I said before with the challenges of that we're all on our own journeys and we all have different educations and upbringings and and passions as well so um a big challenge for me is yes watching how other people do shop and how they treat the environment as well or how little care like i think that's another big thing we we know that there is a problem even if you have no interest whatsoever in the environment like you you know that there is rubbish out in in the ocean and that it's killing marine animals we know that the planet is warming and, oh, that's a controversial subject, I know, but, like, there's so much information out there um, and we can all do something. So it's better for us all to do one thing than one thing. What's, there's, a, there's a great quote. It's better for us all to do something imperfect or not, not quite right um, than saying, you know, no, 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 we need a million people doing the most perfect amount of effort and you got to do it all hundred percent right. Like you've got to be vegan and you've got to be plastic free and you've got to be riding your bike around. Like we don't have to do all those hundreds of things. Sure. It would be amazing. But if you can just do one thing this week and then another thing next month, like slowly, slowly work on it, then we're all doing an, ama- an amazing thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably my biggest mental challenge is just trying to wrap my head around how everyone else does think. And also knowing that, I am definitely not perfect. So I have to be careful in saying, hey, no, you can't put your bananas in a plastic bag. But then, you know, I'm 
wearing a, a watch on my wrist that cost the earth to make. And I'm talking to you right now with a microphone and a computer. So yeah, yeah. it's one of those things, balance. And I think that's a, the biggest thing is a lot of people can find it quite overwhelming when they start to learn about something new. I know like, especially when it comes down to, for instance, I think this prime example when you've got people who eat organic mm-hmm. and we all know organic's great for you. But if you go to someone who's in the transition from the start to eating organic and you say to them, you're a horrible person because you don't eat organic and you're ruining, um, say the farmers or you're, you're ruining your body. The, the backlash that comes from that is people say, well, one, you're challenging my identity because you're challenging who I am, my values and beliefs at this time. So why should I listen to a stranger? Yes. And, you know, that can be quite hard. And finding that, that, that happy medium where you can, without threatening people, be like, Hey, this is one thing that you can do every day. And this will completely change, um, the environment, but it'll also change you. So if it was mm-hmm. like, Hey, like, I think that you should implement some organic eating into your life. And let me tell you, I love a pizza and I love burgers and I yep. have a beer and I have a good time with all different foods and chocolate and blah, blah, blah. I'm by no means a health, health hack fanatic or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, I, I have find my own balance and, you know, usually that's like a, an 80, 20 or a 70, 30, depending how it goes. There's no right or wrong and yes or no, blah, blah, blah. It's all really about like finding your own flow and your own balance. So like finding that happy medium where you can be like, all right, well, this week I'm going to learn one thing about conservation mm-hmm. and then I'm going to implement one thing that's going to like give back to say the environment or, yeah. or whatever it may be. I think they're the biggest things because a lot of the time I always find whether it be conservation or, or organic or personal development world or whatever it is that it's kind of got that culty vibe most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I try and make things less culty because it's a bit more open and accepting yes. and it makes people more comfortable. Like it's kind of like when a Jehovah's witness comes knocking on your door and you're like, you got a time to, um, so we got our Lord and savior, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of, I probably said the complete wrong thing. Anyway. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like those instances where you're like, hey, like you're kind of knocking on my door. So, yeah. no. and it's yeah. about finding, educating and inspiring versus trying to shove a, a foot long sub down someone's throat and being like, yes. follow it. Okay, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is why I'm not shaking the grandmas in Woolworths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're not, you, you know, I don't really we love the grandmas. We'll keep them erected <laughs> so. The people who like do find it hard to maybe change their perspective or shift habits in their life, what piece of advice would you have for them if they want to do it, but they just find it super overwhelming? Yeah. And I agree 100% with what you said there. And it is also very difficult sometimes, like when you are so passionate about something, you do have to take a step back. And whether that be with like, what you're posting on social media to how you're going about your everyday life. Like I can't go to Christmas dinner on Sunday and be like, Oh my gosh, mum, you've used a plastic cup. I hope that she's not going to use a plastic cup, but you know, you're not going to ruin Christmas dinner, right? Because it's all, it's all, like you said, it's all balance and and everyone's got their own little thing. Um, So I would say to people do that one swap when it comes to conservation, do that one swap, just 
this this month even don't even do just this week this month try and pick one thing in your i'm, I'm looking at my kitchen pick one <laughs> thing in the kitchen um to to switch out or in your bathroom switch out that one thing and you'll find that it won't be overwhelming it'll just then become second nature so you'll be it's time for a, a new toothbrush. You just grab that bamboo toothbrush without even thinking about it. Or, you know, you're in the, the fruit and veg aisle. And like you said, that's another whole topic or eating organic. Maybe instead of buying the, the apples that are on the, the normal shelf, you're going to go for the organic apples. Um, so slow is better than fast. And that kind of also takes me back to the whole don't throw out everything in your cupboard because you'll literally be overwhelmed. And then you're going to be angry because Alicia from Chasing Clean Coast told you to go and throw out everything. Mm. No, just take it as it comes and also have fun with it too. Like I find and like you would too, Chris, you know, we run we run events and we run tours and it's about just kind of blending that sort of stuff into what you're doing. So on a, on a two week tour, we might do five beach cleans, but then it's, it's every day that I might be dropping a, Hey, let's go to this bar because they don't serve straws in your drinks. Or let's go to this place because it does have a, an organic or a, a farm to plate kind of option. Um, we're going to support the businesses that are doing the right thing. And, the people on the tour probably aren't clicking onto it until maybe a week in. They're like, we keep going to these same bars that they've got the bamboo straws. Like, this is great. This is so good. And why? Oh, well, you know, there's a little bit behind that. So, yeah, have fun with your with your new choices. Try different bamboo toothbrushes. You're going to feel like you're using a paddle pop to clean your teeth if you've never used one before. Um Talk about it. Like, I would also love to connect with people that are trying to do better for the planet and are trying to learn a little bit more about conservation. Don't go reading like sciencereport.com because it's going to be all way too much. Just simple things. Find someone that you like on social media or on YouTube and follow what they're doing. And, and you'll be surprised how much that you can pick up just from that. Epic. Now for people who say on the personal development journey is there any stand standout say books or little pieces of information along your own personal development journey that completely kind of shifted your perspective or gave you some like eye-opening awareness um for the personal development stuff i that's how how we met it was actually the first personal development thing that i've ever been to I wish I could just rattle off a whole bunch of books, but it's really something that is a new thing in my life. Like I'm trying to read as much as possible um, because I've never been a reader and it's something that I, I do enjoy once I'm into it. Um, I find that podcasts are great. Just plug in your ears in while you're out for a walk. And I really got hooked onto it with um, Rob Dial Jr. He's the mindset mentor, loved his stuff, hadn't really ever listened to much personal development before um and then where we met with morgan nelson's uh events which was really great and then yeah to be honest i don't have like any massive standouts there's a few people that i'm happy to to connect people with if they are interested in the conservation side of things or you know different choices that they could eat to protect the environment things like that um there's a girl on instagram plastic free mermaid she was out quite a few years ago and she's been plastic free for 
I think she's up to like 15 years now. So people like that are kind of like where I will try to learn personal development from, but at the same time, they're doing something good for the environment. And people like yourself, Chris, like I'm always following your journey and it's like a kick up the bum, like, oh, look what Chris is doing. He's running another event. Like I need to get onto this, that, and the other. Or, oh, look, he's just released another podcast. I need to record my podcast. So yeah, yeah, a good blanket amount of people. Because I think too, like everyone brings a, a different thing, um, you know, different energies or different way of looking at things that can resonate with all of us differently. A hundred percent. And, you know, the biggest thing is I think like, you know, just like the, what I've probably found so far in my journey is just like the more people that you see who inspire you, you know, the more it's a reminder of us to kind of stay on the right path. And, you know, likewise for you, like when I follow your stuff, I'm like, oh, I should probably be more mindful of like what I'm doing, you know, to look after the environment. Or it might be like, oh, I see something of Morgan. It's like, oh, have I checked in with myself today? Like, Mm -hmm. or it might be something else around business. And it's like, instead of looking at these particular things like comparisons or, um, you know, they're there and I'm here, always looking at it, things like, oh, cool, like, this is a great reminder for me to like think about something and reflect and, yeah. and action something too. Yeah. For what you're doing, what are you currently doing? So you're doing your tours, but are you hosting it? Do you host like workshops? Um, you've got your podcasts, like tell us a little bit more in detail. What else it is that you kind of do with, um, your, your whole business? Yeah. So <clears throat> the main thing is the tours and being that I am quite fresh to the world of running tours. Like I've, I've been a tour guide, but for um, the business is all quite very new and I'm running six next year. Um, when they all book up, it's going to be six next year. And I just want to start small. So that's, that's the main thing, tourism. And then I'm looking at next year, maybe getting into school groups. So going to schools and just talking about, like using their curriculum, but at the same time relating it to their local area. So, for example, I'm down here in in Wellington Point and the kids know that there's mangroves along there. So what's the importance of those mangroves? Why do we need to protect them? And, you know, kind of trying to relate the classroom to real life. Um, It's something that I don't have a lot of experience in, so I feel like that could be my uncomfort thing to grow into for next year. Um, because my tours are obviously adults coming on. A lot of them are older, um, over 50. So sorry if anyone's listening and you're over 50 and I just called you old, but, um, older than the, the 20 year old, you know, wild kind of Kentucky tour. It's, it's got a purpose to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then aside from that, yeah, I've got the podcast and social media. I try and, I try and share as much as possible on there and, going back to like what you said before it's it's good to have a few people around so that when you do see someone pop up with something that you're interested in oh yeah that's a great great idea i better say no to the next plastic straw at the bar or i do need to check in with myself um which is a tip that i would give to others listening is clean up your social media to follow accounts that you do want to aspire to or you are interested in because I have to admit, when I open up mine, mine's ocean, mine's travel, mine's conservation, and a little bit of personal development as well. If I was to open 
I'm going to call out my sister here. She is, you know, it's more fashion and events and that sort of thing. So we have two completely different things. Um, but she's also just reached into the personal development world. So I've shared a few accounts with her to go and follow. Um, that's kind of a little bit off the topic of the question, but in a nutshell, yeah. tours, podcasts, uh, social media, and next year, hopefully more, more local events. I haven't ever done anything in Australia. I've always had that passion for Southeast Asia. So, I mean, nothing official in Australia. I've done, you know, let's go down to the beach and do a cleanup together. But I think it's something that I would really like to explore a little bit more and, and wrap my head around stuff here. Keep it, keep it local and close to home so that when we do go out and see what else is happening in the world, we can bring it back and it's a lot easier to sort of put that into perspective. Beach cleanups coming soon. Yes. <laughs> Travel fit, chasing cleanups. <laughs> All about it. Um, yeah. So for people who are listening in, a lot of people may say struggle with like anxiety or depression or some kind of mental health um, struggle. What do you do for your mind to keep yourself in check? Great question. Um, mine is a walk. Like I feel off balance if I haven't gone out for a walk in the day um, or in the morning. I just, I can't focus on my day if I haven't said it. And like today I've come back, I've done all the chores, a bit of the life admin, but I didn't get up and go for a walk this morning. And I've literally just looked at the computer like, oh my God, there's so much I need to do. What am I doing? So definitely get out and exercise and my biggest biggest thing is get out in nature like how good do you feel when you wake up and you go out and you can hear the birds and you can smell the fresh air if you live by the ocean go for a swim like next time you're out actually embrace that like look at the green on the leaves of the tree if you've only got one tree in your backyard or across the road from your office Go and stand under it. Hey, like be that weird hippie and go give a tree a hug. Um, but you know, like we, we, when we go on holidays, where do we go? We go to the beach or we go to the mountains to go camping or we go hiking because there is positive ions in those environments, which make us feel better. And when we're stressed, we need to go for a surf or something like that. Getting out in nature is or has got to be one of the biggest things that we can all do to take a breather and step away from the phone and the everyday today life and close your computer. I even find too, as much as I do like to listen to a podcast when I go for a walk, don't take anything on your walk. Just go with you and your shoes and the footpath or, you know, if you're down by the beach, go barefoot and really soak your sand into the toes and play in the water. Embrace nature. That's going to be my advice because I think it's absolutely limitless to what benefits it can have for all of us and it's pretty crazy it's kind of like i guess you call it like mindful conservation it's like there you go there's a little tour there you little go. Tour you create <laughs> where you kind of Write like, that one down yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, fine i'll let you have it um but like you know i think a lot of people do like do these things and they always question oh like i felt really good today i wonder why that was and maybe it was because they went for a walk in nature or they went for a swim at the beach or they had this feet in the sand and mm -hmm. all these things that are you know and i guess like on a scientific level you're looking at like you're shifting your nervous system out of that fight and flight into that parasympathetic state which is your rest mm -hmm. and digest by being more mindful about you know your breathing being more mindful about your environment because you're present you're looking at what's around you're fully present which is allowing you to calm your breathing down 
which then turns our brainwave state from beta to theta um, and slows everything down. And, you know, when people go for a walk in nature and they're like, and they just, they're like, oh, I felt, I haven't felt this good in, in ages. And I hear it all the time. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's so crazy to me because like they, they don't know why. And it's like, well, what did you do today that was different to every other day? You went for a walk in nature and it's one of the most calming things you can do. Mm-hmm. One, there's more oxygen around because you, you're around trees. And two, you're actually present in a moment. You haven't been present in a moment for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And like when you, you start to think even deeper and you're like, oh, wow, like nature's actually good for us. Well, what could we do to look after nature? Because nature's the thing that actually keeps us alive. Right. There's no trees, we'd be dead. Um, so as simple like, as that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, it's particularly those things that are like such a great opportunity for people to think, wow, like we should really do more for the environment because like that's, that's like such a, a give to us as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And even if you don't think that you're an outdoorsy person, Everyone will feel good in nature, whether you're a, a surfer to someone that does like to curl up with a good book, go and read your book outside and listen to the birds and breathe in that fresh air. It's yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about, Chris, and the listeners will too, once they've heard this. And I feel like we would both encourage everyone just to go outside. Even five minutes outside is just going to do wonders for you. And, and yeah, the more we know about how good we'll feel, Maybe we'll protect it a little bit more. A hundred percent. I, you know, I, I read something the other day and they were saying the equivalent of like anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes in the sun is like your daily, um, intake of vitamin D that you need in your life to actually like, um, help towards functioning properly. And you know, what's the biggest thing that people struggle with to get every day is vitamin D and they take mm-hmm. tablets, they get these transfers. And the, the thing is, it's like, well, if you spend that 10 to 15 minutes in the sun, then where the vitamin D problem goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like those particular small things are going to add more years to your life. They're going to give you the opportunity to one social, be mindful, slow down. So that's like the biggest thing that I can always recommend. And I think that's always like, such a big shift in people's perspectives when they're like, well, one, this is good for the environment. Two, this is good for me. And three, this is great for other people who may feel stressed, anxious, or just like, you know, all out of sorts as well. And it's a great way to like troubleshoot any problems. Like whenever I have like business issues or personal issues, let's go for a walk. And then by the time that you've had finished your walk, everything's solved because you figured out how to fix the problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. And encourage your friends to go out too. Like only yesterday, my mom was like, oh, I'm meant to catch up with so-and-so for lunch. And I might suggest we just go for a walk out to one of the islands here. Great idea, mom. Now everyone's getting the benefits of being outside and you're going to be in the environment instead of spending money on crap. (laughs) And that's the thing. You know, I think that's super important too. A lot of people will get stuck in that perspective of, oh, I have to drink to socialize or I have to go here to socialize. And instead of doing the same old, maybe just challenging yourself to do something new and unique and different, like a walk in nature or going to do a beach cleanup or even just like slowing down and catching up with friends in new environments that allows those those comfort zones to kind of dissolve where you can do something new that's exciting because that's the biggest thing is about any new experience that's when we start to become present as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. And another thing I just thought too, like if you're an office worker and maybe you're, you're listening going, no, but I just don't have time. I'm sure you can find 10 minutes, but change your screensaver. Put some trees or a picture of the beach as your screensaver or as your home thingy on your phone. That has also been proven to have an increase in just how good you you feel and how much productivity you're getting. Um, so there's another little friendly tip to throw in there. Excellent. So for anyone listening in who, say, wants to start, you know, maybe their own conservation um, journey in the sense of say starting a business or even just like you know starting to do beach cleanups like is there any pieces of advice that you'd give them to start that journey anything that they should look up first um, who maybe they should contact um, how they should go about starting it yeah there's um depending on where you're from we'll have different rules and regulations so obviously here in australia we have a lot more rules and regulations than over in indonesia or thailand um so check in with your local council you can just send them an email about an event um also if you're here in australia you can register with the tangarau blue foundation or the cleanup australia crew and they will um you can actually like register a cleanup under their umbrella. So then you're covered for that particular event. Um, and if you're going to start, just start and stick to it. Like don't, don't keep procrastinating thinking, oh, oh, when is the next time? We do all procrastinate definitely. And before the podcast, Chris and I were just saying about our procrastination, I'm a shocker for it, but definitely just get out there, start talking to people about what you want to do. You never know who you're going to, say day to that may have some contact that you might be able to run your event or your program or, or whatever that may be. Jump on social media. Unfortunately, we do need it in order to, I believe we do need it in order to have a successful business. And it is a great platform to be able to have conversations about conservation or, or whatever your mission may be. And if you want any tips or hints or need someone to chat to, give me a call or a message. And if I don't know the answer, I'm definitely keen to help anyone um, with some help or pass pass them on to someone else as well. Epic. Um, so where do you want to see your own journey go in the next five years? Five-year plan. I would definitely love to see my tours up and running and going nice and easy days as in like it's it's just for me for the back end side of it it's just boom we've got a tour first of september in indonesia here we go let's let's do it from a business side of things i'd like that to be running by itself and i can be just checking in all the time and and also developing more sustainable options like i know 100 percent i'm contributing to the carbon footprint running a tour company that operates overseas everyone's got to fly to bali to start the tour right so that is an issue in itself, but it's certainly something that I want to be working on. Um, I don't think in five years I'll be a carbon neutral business. And I think that a lot of people that say they're carbon neutral, even like I, another side business, we sell shirts and they are made and they're carbon neutral when they're made. But by the time they get to me in Australia, they're not carbon neutral anymore because they've had to fly from India to Australia. But you know, the factory itself is all was all under those banners. So the five year plan is to definitely just keep building that sustainability. I'd like to be in schools and I'd also like to be in maybe some business sort of retreat things. 
Uh, I mean, I could go on and on really what I ideally want, but the main thing is to have those tours up and running um, for at least like six months of the year that there's tours running and the other six months is playing with turtles or scuba diving somewhere and just enjoying life and spreading that love for conservation. And what countries would you like to be hosting these events? So Indo-Thailand and the Philippines are my main ones. And as I said before, I'd really like to to dive into the Australian market and Australian tourism. That would be that would be great to be able to run country uh, tours in my own country. Epic. And for people who have a question for you, uh, where can they find you? What's your podcast? And what is your website? Yeah, so Chasing Clean Coast, and it's Chasing Without the G, which probably was a stupid thing but when I started it, but I'm stuck to the brand Chasing Clean Coast, and that's going to take you to Facebook, Instagram, the website. Um, hello at Chasing Clean Coast if you're an emailer, uh, and the podcast is called Chasing Travel. So it's slightly different, but it's all still about travel and conservation and doing good for the world and you can find our podcast together too on there um, or Alicia Petrie. That's that's where you can find me. Epic. Well, I just want to say thank you for your time today. It's been epic to have a chat to you, dive a little bit deeper into your own story, what you're about, your values and beliefs and where you want to take this journey. And no doubt, like as you go along, there's going to be so many more opportunities to come. I think um, there'll be more opportunities building without you realizing it and um yeah i can't wait to see your journey unfold and thanks so much for your time thanks so much for listening in guys i really hope you enjoyed that episode and got some value out of it if you did get some value out of that episode and you really did enjoy it then share it with a friend or family member share us on social media leave us a review and help us make a bigger impact in the world today The more we can inspire people to better themselves and level up their life through self-development, whether it be one little tip here or there, makes all the difference and you might even save a life. Again, thanks so much for listening in and we'll see you next time.